feeling that. Philadelphia, woo, I'm going to tear it up. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, we're going to treat all you women, woo, the way women ought to be treated. Esports guests. Because the NWA and some real men are going to take that Civic Center apart, and then we're all going to be over a rodeo, woo, driving the women wild. You're listening Beach, to the sports get ready. show. Woo. We are on tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. <laughs> Black, I told them, boy, we was going to be real. I told them boys we won't float, man. So let's go on. Bro, we always real. What you mean? No, I'm just always, saying, you know, you bro. know how them, you know how it go, bro. You know, they say we kind of flaw how last yeah. week episode with man. But we you know we gonna hold true though. We gonna hold true. true. And I'm gonna put the drops on it so they know we really real. Hey bro, you listening to the sports desk. New <laughs> sports desk. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Four pack is back. Come on, man. That's the competition, win the war, that's their mission Not no mercy, see the race like the street If you don't know, you better find out the war path Here to prove a point, number one Best believe that you don't wanna toss it with them I'll be here for them, come in the ring with them You're never walking out again Talk to your back on the war path Talk to your back on the war path So you know I ain't gonna lie, even though the loss really, really hurts. The wolf pack trolling has been good. Yeah, it has. It's been, it's yeah. been good, especially on the uh, the strength of the NWO wolf pack with us yeah. being. Shout out to said man. He had yeah. some tough, real nice for He did, he did, he Shout did. Shout out to you, my boy, man. That's why yeah. we love you, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to our guy, uh, Tyrone Copper, man. And uh, I've been getting hit with the left and right with the whole wolf pack thing. Um, but we'll get into Florida State's loss to NC State uh, in just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we ain't fly over here. You know what I'm saying? We hold down. You know what I'm saying? We hold down. You know what I mean? So, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. It's your guy. One more time. One half of your sportsologist, Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man Black. We are back once again for another episode. One one half of your sportsologist back in the building once again. 
D, let's get into it. Absolutely, man. So we have uh, a lot to get into uh, on this episode of the Sports Desk. We had a lot of things take place over the last three to four days. Um, we're recording on this Monday, getting ready for Chiefs and Raiders on Monday Night Football, a AFC West showdown. Uh, but before we get to that, you know, normally we just kind of skim through a few things in the icebreaker, and we will do so. But we have to open up this thing with... Uh, you seen them on the cover by now. So if you if you listen to this episode, you look at the cover, you kind of know where we're going here with this. <laughs> um Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. Draymond Green is yet again at the I'm talking about at the center of the sports world news. Yet again. So let's set the table that me and Black will get into our thoughts and opinions on this matter. So late last week, uh, news had came out. I want to say it was probably midweek, probably Wednesday. News had came out that Draymond Green uh, was in an altercation at uh, Warriors practice. So that was the first bit. So it was not told who he was in the altercation with at first. Because I went back and I looked on Twitter. That's the beautiful thing about Twitter. You can go back and you can see all the tweets as they come out. Then the next day came out and it was said that um, he was in an altercation with Jordan Poole. So immediately when I saw that, I was like, Jordan Poole? Okay, whatever. You know, they probably got into a quick little scuffle. They in training camp. Oh, maybe a hard foul. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. But then shout out to the green room. <laughs> Early Friday morning, our, our 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 guy, my brother, Cedric Tyrone Carpel Far, <laughs> dropped that TMZ exclusive down in the green room chat. Shout out Dunbar as well, and it showed something that I just didn't think I ever see, and that was Draymond Green absolutely cleaning Jordan Poole. Set the table once again. You could tell in the video that, you know, they were probably jabbing, saying some, you know, how if you play sports, whether you play for a team, organization, or you just been at the court or flag, whatever. Jawing and talking trash is a part of the sport. Mm -hmm. No matter if it's your teammate or not. Me and Black been knowing each other literally our whole lives. And we've got into some, uh, some heated, <laughs> right here, even right here on this show. We've gotten into some heated things, but you un there's an understanding if there's respect for the other person that, you know, there will be no physical anything. You know, it just is what it is. They, at the end of the day, they're just words. You go back to the video, Draymond approaches Poole. Poole pushes Draymond, and then you see Draymond absolutely obliterate Jordan Poole with one straight right hand. And then the video cuts. No, the video replays and shows it closer. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. But you don't you don't you don't see anything else take place. Now obviously someone from the Warrior staff released this footage to TMZ, got paid handsomely for it. Mm -hmm. That's what took place here. And if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm firing the whole video staff. The whole staff. Everyone has to go. If you have anything to do with audio and video during our practices, you are dismissed. Because obviously there's a mold. Now, Black, you know like I know. Mm -hmm. In the locker room, it is a sacred place. It is. 
the media only has a little bit of a grounds to step in to do interviews but the brotherhood between the players that are a part of the organization it's sacred certain things don't get out certain stuff don't get said you we just don't know about certain things most of the time what the players say black Man, if y'all only knew what we was going through in the locker room, if y'all kind of knew what we did, what kind of adversity we got going on, blah, 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 blah. Well, in this case, we got video. The Warriors came out and said we were handling this internally before the video. Sure did. And now, we're in a situation now where the defending champion is going into a situation where one of the catalysts of this dynasty, Draymond Green, he is in a peculiar situation. What do the Warriors do? Now, Black, what was your takes on the video? What was your takes on what you saw? And then we'll get into everything after that concern of where Draymond is now. Well, first initial thoughts when he dropped in the green room, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was For like, real, damn. boy. Like, man, it, 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 it was crazy to see it go down like that because the whole week leading up to that, and that was what, Friday? So Monday we got... That we Friday. got Monday, like Sunday, Monday, we got the news that it was a... Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, we got, we got the news, the news that it was an altercation, yeah. but it was very downplayed from what we've seen. Mm -hmm. You know, and then uh, Bob Meyer came out and said, situation wound up. Draymond got up in front of the locker room, made the public apology. We've moved on. And that was on Thursdays, Thursday before uh, they, had, they played a game. Yes. <clears throat> now, here comes Friday after all this happens Thursday night. In the middle of the night with Bob Myers talking to the press. Friday, we get a video. Jesus. And man, I promise you all week, I'm like, I'm, we at work, I'm telling telling the boys at work, bro, it ain't nothing. Draymond probably just pushed that man, you know, yeah. shoved him a little Hard bit. File. You know, not, 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 nothing too right. serious, but the video. Right. Like, man. Ooh. Like, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I didn't seen a lot of stuff. I didn't seen some stuff in my yeah, day. Yeah, 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 And I didn't seen that type of situation before too. Yeah. Like, quick words get said, man. But also, why you, why you, why you yapping and why you chirping? You saying stuff back and forth. You gotta be prepared because you don't know how that person gonna react. You might want to be ready. You might want to be ready. That's you fact. know what I'm saying. And to see it go down like this and the the way that this broke out, deep man, is 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 wild to see. But it's a lot of a lot of it is predicated on how Draymond carries himself. He, Draymond is already known as a hothead. 100%. Can't hold his temper. 100%. Anger management problems. You've seen documentaries with Draymond on anger management documentaries and how to control his temper. So and then stuff with Ke Kevin Durant and you know you you you've seen all the scuffles he's gotten into in the league with Tristan Thompson. Uh, just a, just a lot of different things. Uh, Bradley Beal. You know it's just a lot. And then, man, for to, to to see the way that he put Jordan Poole to rest, man, it was. <laughs> I, I I didn't know what to do. I, I'm, 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 I it was jaw dropping. It like, was I, crazy. It was crazy. D, I called you because I really couldn't. We was texting the group. I said, Nah, man, I got to get on this phone and talk to my dog, like, because that mug was crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely was a shocker, D, because they did a good job downplaying what happened. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, wars the, were in front of that, it. That, that whole week when it first came out, they did a, a great job. But that like you said, whoever in video, wish that dude probably didn't even show up to work next day because he got paid. Yeah, of course. Believe that. But I will fire everybody because that stuff like that don't post to get released. It can't happen. But it deal. And now Draymond literally going to have to deal with that. 
Yeah, so just a progressive forward. Uh, we go into the weekend, and well, my thoughts on before we get to where, where we're at now with it, I was totally shocked. Was I was I shocked that punches were thrown? Was I shocked that a fight broke out? No, I'm not shocked by that because I've seen it with my own eyes. Teammates in high school when I played football and stuff like that, I've seen guys go to war because temples are just so high. I've seen my some of my very best friends, uh, family members. We've gotten into just words of war. But this is where you get a good understanding where people are from. Mm-hmm. Their upkeep, their upbringing. Jordan Poole probably thought that I'm going to shove this man and that's just going to be the end of like, bro, get out my face, bro. Draymond is from Saginaw, Michigan. Google it. <laughs> it's a population of not many and they all rough riders. So the initial instinct on Draymond, not giving Draymond no bell here, because I'm not saying he was right in this situation at all, so please don't take my words for that. But on the initial push, the reaction was clicked on right away. Oh, you're going to touch? I'm sh- Basically, I'm throwing back. And that's what happened. Jordan Poole had to know, if I'm getting ready to push this man off me, I need to be on my set, bro. Jordan Poole put this man to put his hands back in his jersey. Yeah. And that's where you saw the difference of just because we're all millionaires and we play for a multi-billionaire organization and we're in the NBA, that don't mean a thing. There's some dudes different out here. And they think different. They calculated differently. And we've seen that on display. Now, Draymond's green actions was absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. For him to cock back and play it and do what he did and knock this, he knocked Jordan Poole out. And the only way Jordan Poole was brought back to life was because he hit the wall. If there was nothing the behind you, yeah, the cushion. he hit the cushion and he came back. <laughs> and I was like, bro, this dude, what is going on? It's like that. And we, I will pay any amount of money right now to know what Jordan Poole said to, to make Draymond approach him. Because I don't think Draymond was going to go throw hands with him just off the jabbering. I think Draymond, you know, was just being Draymond. And then when the push happened, the hands flew. So here we are now. Dr- Draymond at this point, and this is, how, I hate to say it like this, but it's true. But this is why I love the drama in sports. Because now the Warriors was in front of this thing. Everything was handled. No issues. We're going to deal with it internally. We're moving forward, getting ready for the season. There was going to be no type of um, embarrassment for Jordan Poole. There was going to be nothing for Jordan Poole. He was going to be able to go internally, deal with it, and move on. But now it's different. Mm -hmm. Draymond said it best. Jordan Poole's family saw that. Jordan Poole's friends, loved ones, people around the world who admired the young Jordan Poole, they saw this. Now we are dealing with a whole different different thing here. Now Draymond has excused himself from the Warriors organization to give him a few days to go and get his thoughts together. The season starts in seven days. The Warriors are expected to get their championship rings on October the 18th and this is over them. Draymond's already on the last year of his deal. It was pretty much already set in stone that this might have been Draymond, De- Draymond Green's last year anyway. Because you got to pay pool. Wiggins is coming up. Draymond getting older than tooth. What do you do? Do you be loyal and stick with Draymond and part of that catalyst? Or do you go young to try to keep this thing going to preserve stuff and whatever, well, whatever he got left? Draymond just made the Warriors mind up the other day. And I, I got to believe, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Black. I got to believe if the Warriors had a buyer for Draymond right now, they would trade him as soon as Draymond got his ring. They would trade him. Because what are you dealing with now? 
If I'm Jerome Poole, I'm in a, I'm in the power I'm in the position of power. Oh, you want me to stay? You want me to stay? I want him gone. I want him gone. You want me to stay? I want him gone. If we do not come to an agreement to get him out of here, then I won't be a Golden State Warrior. Bob Meyer, Steve Kerr, they are in a hell of a bind here. This is one of the most unique stories in sports. A defending champion with two key critical players are now at a a a a a, 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 a standstill, so to speak. Black, what do the Warriors do? What do they do? Man, this it's <laughs> it's tough, D, but Man, I'm looking at it. You looking at it from the business, the business standpoint, and all everything that's going on. It's 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 really tough on the Warriors. Actually, you know what? It's not tough on the Warriors. I take that back. It's not tough on the Warriors. You see what Jordan Poole can offer. You know what he can do does on the court. He's in a position where he can be one of those next guy, a uh, part of the big three with him, Clay, and and Steph. And. Rumors have been swirling already, like you said about Draymond. This might be it. That ring that they won, that might be the last ride for Draymond. Yeah. We've been hearing it. But like you said, D, you literally, he's literally helped the Warriors' decision out. But the thing is going, this is, and, and it looks crazy to say because Bob Myers has always been the guy who's always made the right decisions for the Warriors. They got, what, four rings out of it, yeah. correct? Yeah. So it's all going to come down to what Bob Myers thinks and ownership thinks. Yeah. With Draymond. So, man, and me thinking before the video came out, oh, man, this is something that's going to be squashed. Yeah, no big deal. We found a way to figure it out, but, man, D, it's, 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 it's tough, man, oh, dear, man. But to pick it back off what you're saying, like Jordan Poole, bro, like, if you if you want to, let's take it here. If you want to take it to the streets, look, if I'm Jordan Poole, like, look, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, come, yeah. You got to come see me. Yeah, we got to fight every day that you Yeah, trade. yeah, we, you got to come see me, but at the same time, at the same time, me and you, D, me and you, D, we know this. Yeah. Uh, people who listen to our show, they probably know this the way that you were brung up. You don't let nobody in your personal space, bro. It's you can't do it. Look, Ernest can tell it. you firsthand. I know this dude who finna step coming into my personal space. It's happening. He might. He it's gonna happening. whoop me. It's happening. He might whoop me. It's happening. But I'm gonna get off first. I'm getting clean. He might end up whooping me. But I'm gonna get off. But I'm gonna get off first. Yeah, for sure. You just don't let nobody walk into your space, bro. But that's that upbringing, though. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and that got a lot to do with, it. like you said, his upbringing and who who he was taught by. We was always taught. Oh hey, yeah. Look, your personal space. Immediately. Your personal space. We didn't seen a lot of dudes get clean thinking they finna come. Thinking no it's sweet. sir. Thinking it's sweet. No sir. But that's what's supposed to happen. Hey man, shout out to them boys who got knocked out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like. Draymond Green reacted to the situation. Now, words going to be words. But you, like I said it before, when we first were talking, you got to be prepared to what happened after those words. If you decide to initiate. If you, if you decide to initiate. Now, Jordan Poole. The, Let's the, learn. <laughs> you pushed the man. The man was just going to probably walk up to you and say a couple more words. Let's learn. He was in your space. And shout out to, shout out to Uncle Shay Shay. Shay Shay said, Jordan Poole should have did to Draymond what Draymond did to him. Yeah, ASAP. ASAP. And ASAP. D, like, it, 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 this whole thing is, man, it's, it's ugly, bro. It's it, it's real ugly, in my opinion, bro. And I could be, I could be jumping, jumping the gun here, D. But I think Draymond done with the Warriors, man. After this, I think they find a way to get rid of Draymond because this is a big deal. 
teams are going to be looking and then how much interest is he really going to have with this video coming out because some uh, GMs and uh, owners may not want to have to deal with this Bob Myers is just one of those guys who's you know his mindset is he can handle certain situations we don't know how many GMs are willing to handle with a Draymond Green yeah Bob Myers was but who else will everybody's not Bob Myers yeah but uh, D definitely I, I'll be shocked if he's still a warrior after this season or while the season is going on, but this definitely has a black eye on what's going on with the Warriors. There's no way until they figure this thing out and what they need to do, it's going to be hanging over their head, and I think they need to move on it quickly. Yeah, and just to wrap up this this uh, this uh, conversation about it, because there will be more. This is not the end of this thing. I'm going to be real interested to see what the Warriors do with Draymond. They say Draymond personally stepped away. Don't believe that. I believe he was brought in by ownership, by the general manager, by Coach Steve Kerr, and he was told to go home. That's what I believe. I don't think he came up with that on his own. And if you listen to Kavon Looney last night when the Warriors played the Lakers in the preseason, and you listen to Steve Kerr, and, and there shouldn't be, but there was no support for the situation. All the support was for Jordan Poole, and all the support was for the Warriors organization. There was nothing there that say, you know, Draymond just going to be Draymond like we've heard hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. Draymond really put himself in a situation here. Even, even, I believe this was his last year in Golden State anyway. I think before this incident, this was his last year. He's going to demand a Supermax contract with the team that he's currently with. I don't think Golden State would be willing to pay that. Now, would they bring him back on a cheaper deal? Probably. But would Draymond want a cheaper deal? Don't know. That's another topic for another day. But here's the end result of this thing as far as we know as of right now. Jordan Poole is embarrassed. His family is embarrassed. He is going on the road on the NBA games. And what is he going to hear, Black? <laughs> what is he going to see, Black? The signs. What do you see on Twitter? What do you see on Instagram? What do you see right now? Immediately when this video leaked, we were getting tweets on Twitter saying, boy, I hold Draymond on the cover. That we, that's what we got. That's we're, crazy, We're bro. opening up the sports that's talking about Draymond Green, and we got Patrick Mahomes going up against Derek Carr tonight. Florida State took an L, and everybody ready to hear something about Florida State, but they don't want to hear that first. They want to hear what's going they on by, hear about Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> and this is what the Warriors are going to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I'm fascinated with the story. I can't wait to see how this plays out. The season starts in seven days. The Warriors and Lakers play on Tuesday night, 10 o'clock, on, uh, on TNT ring night. Jordan Poole's going to get his championship ring right along with Draymond Green getting his championship ring. Talking about awkward. I can't wait to hear the crowd when Draymond's name is called. Can't wait to hear the crowd when Jordan Poole's name is called. But you know what? The thing that sucks about Jordan Poole this year, he going to be tried every night. Because they're going to think he's off. Mm -hmm. They're going to think he's weak. What is that going to do to Jordan Poole's game? What is that going to do to the Warriors? Just so many things. I'm not saying Draymond Green was right in any means. I'm not condoning Draymond Green's action because flat out at the end of the day, that was ugly, bro. It was. And you know what? Deep down inside, I think Draymond knew what he was doing. I think he saw a young boy who was popping off. And basically, Draymond said, "Oh, but, young boy, you ain't gonna handle me in no kind of way." But, but I really, I really, some, something tell me Draymond he wasn't in the situation when he was finna hit that man. The hit became because of the push. I believe when the, when the push happened, then Draymond went to a totally different place. I, I don't. I, the blackout. It, it was I just all talk. It was all talk. I, I think it was all talk. I understand. Yeah. But in my opinion, Draymond's very smart. 
Draymond's very smart. Mm-hmm. Deep down inside, I think Draymond would also prove a point. But he went about it and he, he, went, he crossed the line and he went too far. And I don't think he intended to do that. I don't think he intended to go across the line and go too far. And basically, he could have, he really could have killed this man. If you go back and look at that punch, it was flush and it was clean. The pool went limp. That this could have been a whole other situation. Mm-hmm. All report. Jordan Poole played last night. I watched for a few plays. He looked fine. He looked fine. But I'm fascinated. Yeah. And we're gonna well, see. You how had this people talk about boy, that's assault right there, boy. <laughs> if he really wanted to play it like that. <laughs> nah, be real though. Like the society we living in. Yeah. The society we living yeah. in. Jordan Poole could have easily picked up that phone and called them boys. And they could have picked Draymond up. But we're gonna have to see, man. So we definitely had to open up the sports show. Talk about this whole Draymond Green situation. Um, it is one of the most fascinating Man. stories in sports that I have ever, like, ever, 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 ever seen or heard. Ever. All right, Black, let's move along, man. We got a seven foot four phenom out of France out here. Played on, uh, he's in the uh, G League right now, and he was on the other night. Mr. Um, Victor Wimabama, Bamayama. Sorry for butchering your name. We mess with you here on the sports says Black, everyone's talking about this kid. Mm-hmm. In high regards, even some folks, which I don't agree with, they said if him LeBron came out in the same year, same trajectory, that LeBron would go number two overall and this kid probably go number one. That's the kind of hype this kid's getting. Mm-hmm. From what you've seen so far, the skill set due to the height and the length, what do you think about this kid? Well, man, um... This kid has the total package. He got the size, he got the length, and to see the way he shoots the ball and handles the ball, it's, it's scary to watch. Yes. You know, we've seen hype trains before, D, but we also seen hype trains fade away, and I hope this kid is not that story. You know, we've seen players come in like a la LeBron James and um, come in and live up to the hype, and uh, you see, we, we, we've seen guys, but we've seen some failed also. You know, but this kid look like he the real deal. deal. Uh, even my pops hit me up. He was like, uh, <laughs> man, he was like, boy, this kid look like he could be something special. Yeah. And and he does. If you go back and look at the G, the G League game, he, already, he has already played in. Yeah. You know, I I don't know, D. We're going to see. We're going to keep monitoring what happens with him. But definitely the hype. I believe the hype is warranted because this kid look, looks special. He does look special. Him being... The number one pick over LeBron James, I just think that's a no-no. But, you know, it is what it is. People people say anything when they got something like this. And and I seen something that today uh, came across my phone. They said this kid is projected to do numbers like three and 300 to 400 million for the NBA being from France and being the mm-hmm. face of France basketball. Mm-hmm. So he's going to bring crazy money in for the NBA and, and his country and whatever they do, you know, over there in France as well. So you're not only looking at him on the basketball court, you're looking at something global here now with this kid as well. So it's going to be a lot of dollars backing him. So I'm excited to see what uh, how it plays out. He definitely is going to be the number one pick in the draft, no doubt about it. But de- definitely re- ready to see what he lands lands at in the NBA and see what we get out the kid, D. He's a phenom. He's a phenom in the skill set with the size that he has we've never seen before. This is an evolution of a Kevin Durant. That's what this is. KD comes in at 6'11", touching seven feet. He's an evolution of a Dirk Nowitzki. That's what KD is. This kid is an evolution of uh, uh, Kevin Durant. I watched the first half of this game 
and the way he moves with the ball, the dribble, the handle, the, the shiftiness, the pull up from anywhere, going to the rack at will, you can't do nothing, nothing with him. It is not far-fetched. If him and LeBron James came out the same exact year, that he would be the number one pick. A la Sam Bowie was one and Michael Jordan was three. It's not far-fetched to think that. LeBron's 6'8". This kid is seven foot four. Like, if I'm a general manager, I'm looking at taking him number one overall over LeBron. <laughs> you can't do it seven foot four with a hammer and a pull-up? Are you kidding? Can you see this kid in his prime? He gonna wreck the league. When I saw him play, I say, if he got a head on his shoulders, and he continues to progress, he is going to wreck the league. This stuff that we're saying right now with Luka and it, how he going off at a clip doing what he want to do, I think that's going to be cute compared to what this kid going to be able to do. Okay. Because you won't be able to stop him. Yeah. You're literally going to have to shoot double teams at him. And here's the scary thing about him. He can play anywhere on the floor. He can come up top. He can get down in the block. He can run off screens. He can... What are you going to do? So this is a viable threat to the league and to the country of France. <laughs> Congratulations, you are on the map. For real, for real. <laughs> and you had some very good France players, uh, players come out of France before this kid. But this is a unicorn. This is a unicorn. So I, we want to show him some love. Just what we saw. Now he's going to be on TV again, I think, later this week. And we're going to see what he could do. But the man said he was out of shape and he's not in NBA shape and still draw 34, 7, and 8. <laughs> so this is going to be something to see. He is definitely the number one pick in the draft. Half of the league going to tank for this kid. I saw the Houston Rockets last night. Oh, they, they look absolutely disgusting. They, they shoot threes from half court. They say you talk going to tank for them yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, day, you but, got but, but, it, but it don't matter if you tank or not in the NBA. Still got to get the lottery. Still got to get the lottery. But they still don't care. Hit the lottery. They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. So uh, shout out uh, Victor Wimbenyama. That's it. That's it. Victor Wimbenyama. All right. The projected, ain't a projected, the number one pick <laughs> of the 2023 NBA draft uh, next year. All right, Black, what's going on with Prime, man? Prime and Eddie Robinson Jr. this past weekend getting into a little light scuffle at 50 yard line. Mm. What's Eddie Robinson's problem? Man, come on, man. It's just. That's just all about talk, bro. Then I say, you know, you you gonna regret, you know, scheduling us on homecoming. You know what he I'm did. saying? He did. You know, so it's just just a war of words, man. I think something. <laughs> I think uh, Eddie, what's that? Eddie Robinson. Eddie Robinson Jr. Eddie Robinson Jr. had said something about pregame. Yeah. Dion didn't say nothing to him. He didn't so talk to him. Being disrespectful, didn't talk yeah. to him. You know, when they had chances to talk, and then you know after the game, you know, my man Eddie Robinson just wanted a regular old handshake and keep it moving. But all the extra came in the Prime play. tried to break him you in know, for a hug. Yeah, man. You know, you seen Prime at the end. Prime pushed, Prime pushed his hand away. So I was I was like, man, I don't know. But Prime said in the press conference, man, you know, I got time today. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. I think, you know what I think? These SWAC teams, they're realizing the change Dion is bringing. Some like it. Some, some probably don't. don't. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, the SWAC was a, a, before Dion got there, was a really quiet place, you know, moved a certain type of way. But expectations have risen for the SWAC since since uh, Dion ha has been at Jackson State and yep. the type of talent that he brings in there at Jackson State. So yeah, no doubt. I don't know how people be about their feelings, bro. But hey, my boy Dion say prime say I got time today. Yeah. So if you was about that smoke, let's let's make it happen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love the the banter between uh, the head coaches. That's like I love Jimbo and Nick Saban. I love this here. 
Eddie Robinson Jr. felt like he wanted to get saucy after them boys got thraxed out there on homecoming and he wanted to kind of vent off. Say Prime ain't trying to, you know, he was being real uh, uh, honest about the situation and I can respect that. But you know, Prime, Prime going on the, 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 the defense after the situation was, that's what I thought was hilarious. Because Prime knew what that man was on. Mm-hmm. He knew what that man was on. Prime gonna try to bring the man in for a hug. Prime, you know that man ain't messing with you like that, bro. But then Eddie Robinson, he go on a, a rant, bro. And I think that's what he kind of messed up. Because you know who was watching that game between uh, uh, I, what, who? Alabama, State. Alabama State and Jackson, Jackson State? State? The recruits were. The kids who are going back and forth of who, where they want to go to school. That, that's who was watching the game. And the end result of that game was Jackson State obliterating Alabama State. But not only that, Dion actually he won the press conference as well. So if you're going to play for a ball coach, you want a ball coach, you ride. Mm-hmm. You want a ball coach, you ride. That's why Texas A&M played so hard like they did against Alabama this past Saturday because they know Jimbo riding. <laughs> they know he don't care nothing about dick. And you saw that Saturday night. The spread of that game was 30. Everybody said Alabama 50, the green room, everybody but me in the green room said it wasn't going to go down like that. And by God, them boys were four yards away from pulling the upset again. Yeah, they was. I was like, <laughs> dang. Because you got a guy, you got a ball coach who you riding with. Them kids are Texas A&M ain't finna let Jimbo go down like that versus Nick. They can lose everybody else, but they ain't going to go down to Nick. They ain't going to go down to Nick like that. They ain't not going to do it. So that's what I saw with this. This thing was uh, a work of art. Yeah. This thing was a work of I art, I love man. it, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's I, great I, for football. I, Especially college, man. I, I love it as well. I love it as well. All right, Black, let's go ahead. We got a couple more icebreakers here. My guy, my mans, has returned. Bray Wyatt has returned to the WWE. Black, this past weekend, Extreme Rules WWE pay-per-view. Bray Wyatt has been gone for over a year. Over a year he has been gone. And uh, just a lot of back and forth between him and his relationship with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, of course, is no longer a part of WWE creative or in any capacity. And Triple H has just really done a fantastic job in his new position. Bray Wyatt, the hottest free agent in the sport. He could have went anywhere, and he claimed that he would never work for WWE again, no matter who was running the show. But yet and still, he is back. Black, what did it do for you to see the, the setup for the return of Bray Wyatt? He got the whole <laughs> world in his hands. Yes. I loved it, bro. Yes. I loved it. Like, yes. these are the type of moments we used to get when we was kids. Yeah, man. Like, Great Triple stuff. H are bringing back moments that give you chill bumps. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and that's what wrestling was miss- missing, chill bump moments. Yeah. I am excited about what they're going to do with Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Triple H, shout out to you. If they had a war where you was, I know you were, what he is, C, C, he's he the CFO and he's a head of C- creative. Yeah, if they had an award, you need to get it. Yeah. You need to get it. Yeah. Because the job you've done stepping in on just I mean stepping in after Vince McMahon stepped away. On a whim, bro. This would take people time to get their thoughts and everything. But you have we realized that you had thoughts already that you were ready to put in play quickly. Yeah. That you've been sitting on for a very long time. Yeah. And you knew the athletes you needed to get in the door, who needs to come back, who yeah. needs to be removed. You've seen it. Yep. Even the talent coming from NXT. You know who to move up when they need to be moved up. And they're excelling in their position where they at on the main roster. They definitely are. So, I'm excited about this, D. 
I'm so hyped for Raw tonight. I'm hoping he make an appearance tonight so we can check it out. Yep. I want to see how it looks. Yep. I'm ready to see the storylines that's going to happen with Bray because he's coming back and and it looks amazing, man. It like does. what we got does. at the end of Extreme Rules was draw dropping. Draw dropping D. It was fantastic. I mean, man, it it, it, <laughs> it don't get no better than that. It was fantastic. Definitely shout out to Bray Wyatt on his return. Shout out to Triple H on an amazing, amazing job yep. in his new role. Very, very excited. Uh, Bray Wyatt for the better part of, shoot, I don't know, what, I don't know, three years, three to four years. I, I've been waving a flag. Mm-hmm. Love this Fiend character. Loved everything about it. Incorporated him to the show. I love needle movers. That's why I'm a massive fan of Roman Reigns and the bloodline right now. I love guys who move the needle. I love guys who are dominant and their presence matches what you're seeing on TV. And Bray Wyatt is the exception when it comes to every character in WWE. You want to know why? Because he has a command over your attention span. When you see him, you stop what you're doing. And you are not walking away from your TV set until he is off the TV set. That's what he commands. He brings theater. He brings the art. He brings everything beyond just his, his performance in the wrestling ring. And by the way, he's really good in the ring as well. But when you add all of the elements of the creative aspect of what Bray Wyatt brings, it is poetry in motion. That what you saw, all my wrestling heads out there, if you watch Extreme Rules on Saturday night, what you saw is what he's been wanting to do. <laughs> and Vince told him no. Vince wanted control. That's why you seen The Fiend die out the way that he did. And it was ridiculous how he was just brushed off TV losing the way that he did to Roman Reigns. That was despicable. He didn't deserve that. He was the top. He was both Reigns was coming, but he was above Reigns. Mm-hmm. He was above Reigns. So Triple H, I applaud you. I am so excited that you're in control because you know what? Before Triple H got into the rest of business, he was a fan first. He was a fan of the business first. He was a fan of the Stings and the Hogan's and the Flair. He understood the business and what we wanted to see. And now he's able to really just show that on the biggest stage week in and week out, month in and month out when we get these pay-per-views. I am so excited for Survivor Series, the Royal Rumble, and I can't even fathom what WrestleMania going to look like next year. Mm. I can't even imagine it. This is going to be his first one. Can you imagine what we are going to be in store for Triple H's WrestleMania? Bray Wyatt, I'm so glad that you are back, and I look forward to seeing your progress, how you progress uh, with this new field of talent. There's a lot of different talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of things have changed since he uh, was out here, for sure. All right, Black UFC 280 is this weekend. Massive fight in the MMA world. <sighs> He's been waiting for probably six months since he was stripped of the title. Charles Oliveira at 33-8 and eight will be looking to reclaim the lightweight strap. But he got a major task on his hands. Islam Magakovich. <laughs> Sorry for butchering your name, bro. Please don't guillotine me. Black, this card is stacked. You also have Aljamain Sterling defending the Bantamweight crown against TJ Dillashaw. Super fight. Uh, I mean, superstar matchup with Dillashaw's uh, history and his legacy against a young upstart. Very good fighter in Aljamain Sterling, who's the champion. And then to me, this probably could be fighter tonight. Sean O'Malley versus Peter Yan. Mm. You got these blockbuster fireworks written all over this fight. Black, let's start off with Yan and O'Malley. Black, does O'Malley 
step up his game going up against the number two bantamweight does he win this fight and stinks his claim for a title shot man <laughs> man i like shane o'malley uh, I, i'm a big peter yon fan too i like peter yon this is going this one was tough for me d but if i had to we picking this real quick right now yeah yeah i'm gonna go peter yon right now mm. i like i like shane o'malley this is a step up in competition for him a big step you're going this is a huge step and sometimes we don't see the guy who steps up in competition do so very well with uh top ranked fighters so i'm gonna take peter yon in this one d i'm taking sean o'malley okay you see talent you recognize talent, and you can understand what is undeniable. You see it in the cage. Mm -hmm. You can't do nothing with him offensively. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He's long, excellent reach, got a jab, and he's very unorthodox. Jan is straightforward. He's going to try to take you down. He's going to try to box you with his hands. And if any slight opening, he's going down. I have O'Malley stopping Peter Jan in the cage mm. this Saturday night, and he gets his title shot right after this fight. O'Malley fights for the title after this. Black Aljamain Sterling, Bantamweight champion against TJ Dillashaw making his return. Black, does Sterling remain champion or does Dillashaw get the crown back? I believe Sterling remains. I think he still have to, he feel like he got a lot to prove. He does. He still does. You know. That is correct. We 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 haven't seen much of him since the second the Peter Yon fight. Yeah. And then we haven't seen much of TJ Dillashaw as well. At all. Yeah. I, I mean, all this time that he's taken off in yeah. between the fight when he fought last. Yeah. So I know they were dealing with injury and everything, but I feel like uh, Arjamain Sterling is the more fresher, fresher guy is going to be in this matchup. So give me uh, give me Sterling to get it win by decision in this one. I'm leaning towards that as well. I'm leaning towards Sterling winning by decision. Dillashaw's been gone a while. You know, he was suspended for the uh, substance abuse uh, illegal PED that he had So he's been gone for almost two years But the last time we saw him I forget who it was But he put him to sleep <sighs> Dillashaw has the tools to win But has the game caught up to him mm -hmm. And you always see talent catch up Eventually, no matter who it is Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, Anderson Silva Talent eventually catches up But I don't think it catches Sterling Sterling is a smart fighter that fans don't like his style mm -hmm. because he does what he needs to do to win. I think he wins by decision, but won't be surprised at all if Dillashaw shocks the world and puts this ball in his face and reclaims that championship because he does have knockout power. All right, Black, lightweight title on the line. Does Charles Oliveira reclaim what he never lost? Or do we see a brand new lightweight champion, Islam Mayakovic, and a little cabbie for you, Black? If any one of these guys can't make weight or they're injured, there is a backup that will step in and fight for this title. <laughs> and it's my man's Volkanovski. He is in Dubois. Dana has come out and said if either one of these gentlemen do not make weight or there is an injury, Volkanovski will be in and he will fight for the title on Saturday night. Oh, Black, wow. Talk to me. Who wins this fight? Oliveira or Mascavis? Look, man, you talk. You talking about two beasts here, man? Yeah. In the cage, animals. We know what uh, uh, my guy uh, I, I always butcher Makovalev. <laughs> we, we know his background. We know who camp. We know who. Yeah, he we know where he's from. Yeah. You know, but Oliveira, man, has been doing some things, man. I mean, <laughs> D viciously. Is, yeah, viciously. Like viciously. He's at a point in his career where Oliveira is literally putting everything together. Not just punches, not just wrestling. He's finishing guys too. 
Yep. His striking is setting up everything else. His striking is up to par from what it used to be. Elite. He was literally just an elite wrestler, choke you out. Artist. But now he can put you on your face. What he did to uh Gaethje. Gaethje, I've never seen that done to him. Didn't think we would see it. D, Who the wins? total package of this fight. Who wins? Man, it's crazy. I'm going Oliveira, man. I think he make a statement because I feel like he's still mad about being stripped. So I'm gonna go Oliveira and to submit uh what you call it in the third round. I can't think of his name. I'm going Oliveira, man. Makachev. Makachev, yes. Black. <laughs> crazy. I wanna see Oliveira win. I want to see him reclaim, but in MMA, I've learned to, I've learned to go with what my eyes have seen. And this kid, Islam Makayev, has not been challenged. There's no one to even make him break a sweat. Oliveira has had his run. The time off is going to pay a detriment to Oliveira here. I think this is a war. I think Oliveira goes out on his shield, but we will have a new lightweight champion. Mm. And I think Islam Makavec will be your new lightweight champion at the end of Saturday night. But Black, I hope to God I'm wrong. I really do. <laughs> but I'm not going to go against what my eyes have seen. This kid is vicious. He doesn't blink. He's not into the banter. He is coming straight forward to destroy you and get out of that cage. He has nothing to talk about. There's nothing that you can say to him. Oliveira is still obsessed with being stripped. Well, Oliveira, you got stripped. You didn't make weight. You got stripped. You were the reason for this. This man has nothing to say. But give me the title. We have a new lightweight champion. This is coming Saturday night. But it will be a war. It will be a war. And it might be one of the nastiest we've ever seen. Okay. We've ever seen. UFC 280 this Saturday night. I'm excited. Look forward to seeing all of these fights, man. It should be a great card uh, in the world of MMA. All right, man. So those icebreakers was kind of thick. <laughs> well, from time to time, it go like that, man. Let's go ahead and transition out of the icebreakers, man. And let's get uh, to some college football. We already know. We already know. Let's go ahead and get into it, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. All right, Black. Man, 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 man. This past weekend, our Florida State Seminoles took their second loss of the season, a back-to-back -back loss, and, uh, as a matter of fact. The Wolfpack from NC State. Took care of business, knocking off Florida State at home 19 to 17. Black the Nose are now four and two. NC State improves to five and one. Black, what are your thoughts on this game? I want to know what are the differences from the loss against Wake Forest to the loss with NC State? 
Um, <clears throat> tough loss. Definitely a tough loss. Um, this game to me was a tale of two halves. You had a Florida State team in the first half who played very disciplined, able to find the end zone, made plays on both sides of the ball. Second half, you seen the un- undisciplined Florida State team, uh, ten penalties for hundred yards, uh, miscues on the offensive side of the ball. It's just it, it just was bad in the second half, and and I and I feel like that's that's coaching. You got to have your guys ready in this in this spot, and you got to know that a team like NC State who has who has clawed and battled. All year. We've seen them against East Carolina come back in the last couple of minutes and win a football game. Mm-hmm. We've seen them try to come back against Clemson and try to win a football game, and but they fell short. And the same thing they did with us. They, they, they walked us down. They made their adjustments at halftime and came out and, um, and ran us down and was able to win this game, even with their star quarterback being out with a shoulder injury. They still were able to get in position to make field goals and run the ball and win this game. Mike Norvell said, this was on me. Yes, you're definitely right. This is on you because you made no adjustments in the second half. This game shouldn't have been like this. It's, it, it, and, and I hate that we had to uh, get back-to-back losses because now Clemson, it's a must-win. It's a must-win. <laughs> Your season is doomed if you don't beat Clemson. And, man, like, I, D, what I was seeing was it's what we talked about at the top. How this? Who are the? Who are the real? We know we got Jordan Travis as a leader, but who are the real leaders on this team? If you got ten penalties for hundred yards, that tell me it's not one on the defensive side of the ball. We have to do, do better. Play so well in the first half of football games, but in the second half, it all falls apart. And I'm not understanding why. NC State, they claw, they fight. Great coaching over there. Great team over there. Great, great run great game over there. Heartbreaking loss for me on my part. Got to bounce back. Got to find a way to right, to right these wrongs, D, because this is definitely not a good look for Florida State. Yeah, these are the losses that, you know, make me feel the way that I felt about Norvell when we brought him in. Norvell seems like a very nice guy, nice man, probably, you know, you know probably great with the kids. Um, he just seems like a really, really nice guy. But when that thing get thick and that thing get real and we got to get dogmatic about some things and make some adjustments, I have never seen him do it. I've never seen him do it. And these are the things that worry me. We're up, what, 17 to 3 or something like that at the half? 17 to 6 or something mm-hmm. like that at the half? And we had no business whatsoever losing this game. This loss sucks. The way Forrest was, it really didn't bother me as much after like that Sunday. I was fine because Sam Hartman is the best quarterback ACC, and he carved us up. And not only did he carve us up, he carved everybody else up too. Yeah. So, but, but you seen adjustments in that game in the second half when we were able to get back in it. I, I saw, <laughs> I saw fight. Okay, from so the you players. didn't see adjustments. I didn't. Okay, I saw fight from the players, mm-hmm. getting the sense of urgency that man, we can't go out like this. Against Sam Hartman and the Wake Forest uh, uh, Demon Deacons. But against NC State, we had no business losing this game. Yeah. They had key starters on the defenses, defense out. They lost their quarterback at the end of the second quarter with a busted up shoulder. We lost to a backup quarterback who didn't complete a pass. <laughs> this, this is it right here. And I'm not finna tuck my tail and turn cold on Florida State. But I'm just being a fan. I'm watching. 
what's going on? When we lost T. Ward, that's when everything shifted. Mm-hmm. When T. Ward went down, it's like the, the air got let out of the building. And for the life of me, for the life, for the life, for the life of me, why didn't we keep running the ball on that last drive? I don't care about the field goal kicker. He made one early in the game. Sure did. Put him back out there. Give him a chance to salvage something. But what do we do? We call it a, a, a ridiculous play. And the quarterback and receiver the wasn't on the same page. To go for the win. And all you Florida State fans are saying, fans are saying, P.I., P.I. Y'all want no P.I. Yeah, he ran the he wrong ran, He ran, ran wrong right and ran right into the DB. This is what I'm talking about. We're the leaders of this team. So now, last week, I said this was a must win. We had to win this game because them boys from Death Valley, they coming up to holler at us on Saturday night. 730. They coming to holler at us, bro. So now our basket up against the wall. Did I want to be in this position to see what my team is made of? Did I have the backup against the wall against the number five team in the country? No. I did not. <laughs> I would rather have coming off a win and see what we can do. I'm tired of the nice guy stuff from Norvell. Am I ready to bail? No, I'm not saying that. But Norvell, I need him to get in somebody's face. I need the coaches around him to be amped up and really instilling these players that, hey, let's go. Every time I watch Nicholas, what are you doing? Somebody getting cussed at. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch Jimbo, what Jimbo doing? Somebody getting cussed at. Somebody getting railroaded. Yeah, all that pat him on the shoulder and helmet. Hey, you good, go, you good. Man. Especially when, what's my man name who gave us a penalty on the defensive line? And I see him run out the, uh, I see him run out the field and Nobel pat him on the back of the head. Oh, that's uh, Gibbons, the I offensive said, lineman when said, he railroaded yeah, yeah. dude. I, I said, what you, what you pat him on the back of the head for? <laughs> Cuss him out. Yep. Cuss him out, bro. Ain't no patting on the head. We'll get him next time, kid. Black, I want to ask you. Is there respect for Norvell from our, from our players? I Do be- you think they respect him on the strength of his message and everything that he's preaching? Do you think that there's a, I hate to say it because Lord knows, boy, when I played sports, there was a little bit of fear for my head coach. Yeah. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I believe they respect Norvell, but I don't think Norvell is a dog coach. He's not. I don't feel like he's, he's on a level of a Nick, on the, oh, on God, the level no. of, oh, no, God. I'm talking about as far as dog mentality. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, no. He ain't no. on, on a level with them top notch coaches we have in college football. Them boys ain't tripping. He's a nice guy. It's okay. We get him on the next one. We'll try. We got him the next. He's that type of coach. I believe they respect him. I believe the, the team, uh, Likes Norvell. I believe they follow his lead. I believe they follow his lead. But in times when you need it. Ain't seen it. You, we haven't seen I haven't it. haven't seen it. Like you say, the 17 to 3 at half. You freaking got the ball back. Yes. With 40 some seconds before the half and was able to. A, a magnificent kickoff play where you had uh, our receiver come up, catch the ball and go downfield and get you in the area. And your field goal kicker made almost a 40 yard field goal to get you to 17. Why you can't trust him again? Give him a shot. It's like we weren't getting negative plays on the run game. We wasn't. We ate up on the run. We ate. This this is the part where you be like, man, God dang. And yeah. I know, I know, <laughs> I, I, I know our friends and people close to us, they enjoy it. They supposed to. You know, but these <laughs> are the things that we be like, oh. They supposed to. You know, I'm up to almost 1230 at night to see y'all lose this game like this. Mm. On a work night, mm-hmm. like this can't happen, D. I can, they gotta they gotta fix this because Clemson ain't coming to play. No, Clemson been Clemson been amping it up ever since they uh f- 
close game with Wake Forest. They've been amping that thing up, and they looking and they better. ain't playing no game. So especially DJ, we we gonna see we gonna see D what happens, but definitely Nor- Norvell is definitely not one of them dog type coaches uh, that we have in college football. But I believe that's what the problem is. Our backs are against the wall. This is it. This is it for our for our season to mean anything. Now at the top of the year, I have Florida State going nine and three. At the top of the year, I said nine and three. I'm a worried now. I'm worried now that that nine and three might turn into something else. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, though. When you look at the Florida State talent and how we played last year, we're way better. Way better. We're competing. <laughs> we, we, we haven't had it handed to us one time this year. Even though it looked like Sam Hartman was get ready to ship us out to Australia at the first half of that uh, game against Wake Forest, but we battled back. Yeah, we but did. But this is an inexplicable loss. It is. This one really, this is still bothering me. Yeah, definitely. It still bothers me. So now we got to get our wits. Get our poise and prepare for the number five team in the nation to roll up through there. And by the way, the last time they were scheduled to come up to Tallahassee, the game ain't happened. You don't think Dabo reminded them of that? Because guess what? A lot of them boys who was on that plane coming to Tallahassee to play Florida State, they still on this team. They still on this team and they remember when that plane touched down, they called the game because of the COVID scare. They remember this. I'm, this is all I've been thinking about. They've been waiting to get back the door. You think they're going to come in there sweet? No. Dabble going to plug it in them, boys. And will Norvell and our coaching staff have them ready to go? Where are my leaders on this team? Hmm. Where they at? It sucks we lost T-Ward. We're going to need them, but we ain't going to have them. We suffered a quite a bit of injuries as well. A lot of injuries, bro. So this is a tough situation. I got faith. And I'm hoping and I'm wishing that we could come out here on this coming Saturday night, take on Clemson, and we will scratch and crawl and fight until this thing goes triple zeros in the fourth quarter and we come out somehow, some way with a win. This would be the biggest win in Norvell's life <laughs> if he can get this win. But we at Doak. They say it's sold out. So we'll see, man. We'll see this coming Saturday night because after this game, the temperature going to change one way or another mm-hmm. on this Florida State season. But I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe and I'm going to go out on a whim that Florida State going to find somehow, some way to fight these boys and give ourselves a chance to win this game. Do you feel the same, Black? Yeah, D, it's going to be tough, man. I'm a little reary about it. Sure. I, if you look at Clemson, what they've been doing, man, it's – it's tough. You know, you got to be ready to play some football. Top five Discipline, team. sound football. Because there's one thing about Clemson. You know what they didn't have last week, D? Penalties. Not one penalty. Penalties. And that's what you have to do. You can't have personal fouls. You can't have stupid personal fouls because you want to you wanna jump on another uh, defense alignment. Helmet first. I mean, just stupid. Stupid. Stupid stuff. Stupid. You took us out of field goal position, the chance to score, you took us out of it. Yeah. What a stupid play, 15 yards. Yeah. Personal foul, just stupid. Just stupid. That's the type of stuff that gets you beat, and that's what happens. Yep. This Clemson game going to be tough, D. I'm going to say my team win because I'm always rocking with them win or lose. It's going to be damn tough. Yeah. But last time we got a top five team in dope, we won it. We, won, we, well, did. we, we beat North, North Carolina. Carolina. 
when they was ranked number five after they was wrecking everything with Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. But Clemson ain't North Carolina. They're not. So it's going to have to, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. So don't y'all take it as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to have to be disciplined, sound football. And Can't have bad penalties against a team like this because they will wear you out. Got to play sound. Y'all put somebody to watch what DJ going to do because DJ going to tuck that thing and go. My leaders on defense, whoever you up, Jamie, damn it, Robinson. Step up, number 10. You the leader on this defense, step up. I need to see discipline on the defensive side. Defense has been playing well. Verse, I love you, man. You, you giving it your all out there hurt. Mm -hmm. Get this man some help. Please. D, I agree with you. Stretch, claw, stay disciplined, and hopefully we can get this win. And I believe we can. In the last minutes of this game, I believe we can pull this thing out. Yeah, we're going to find out this Saturday night. Dope Campbell Stadium, primetime matchup. Kirk Herbstreit in the game will be in the building. Man. It's been a while since Kirk them has been in the building, man. Uh, and, of course, you know, it sucks because two weeks ago, you know, they, they probably thought this was going to be maybe a top 15 matchup. Uh, but it didn't work out that way because Florida State didn't hold up their end of the bargain. But it is what it is now. Massive opportunity for the Nose to rectify their season, get back into the ACC race, and... Um, we're going to see what happens, man. And, and and it's crazy. They said that a lot of people were saying this is a part of the Florida State schedule. We're going to see what they're made of. Yeah, everyone's saying it. Because you're, you're facing three top 25 teams. Yep. And now you got to face the best one in this three-game yep. stretch now. So yep. we got to we gotta find a way. You can't lose three straight in college football. You just can't. No. If you lose three straight, then it's a wash for your season. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out this coming Saturday night, Doe Campbell Stadium. Now, Black, right before the Florida State Seminoles kicked off, you know, Miami was up at today old uh. tricks again. <laughs> now, I'm glad I was able to have a little bit of fun before my team kicked off at 8 o'clock. I'm glad I was able to have some fun because Miami was just at it again. But you know what I heard all day to, uh, uh, after the game? Man, boy, I tell you, boy, Van Dyke, boy, that boy was balling. That boy was balling. Bro, y'all lost to Carolina, bruh. <laughs> Van Dyke was a Heisman. Hopefully, y'all came in top 15. And then, my boys, the fighting Mac Browns. Everybody come to Miami and get a win because you know who's going to come down next and get a good win in a couple weeks? I'll digress. Because <laughs> you know who you, you know we on the way down there, don't you now? But the fighting Mac Browns go down there and give Mario Cristobal and Taylor Van Dyke another loss. Black, the hurricane season... It's over. <laughs> it's over? It's over. Even though they only played what, one ACC game. They, they only got two. Oh, no. They got losses. three losses. Oh, Three dang, straight. Yeah. Dang. Three straight losses. Well, we could be in that same position. Well, now, that's boy. fine. But we won top 15 coming into the season. We ain't had no Heisman hopeful for no. You we right. didn't have a Heisman hopeful candidate. I apologize, We don't got big dollar, boy. million dollar head coach coming across country to Miami. We ain't had none of that. I apologize, my boy. So You're this, absolutely right. Because this is what they try to tell you now, bro. bro Y'all on the same tip. We don't know we ain't, bro. It, it, was, it was a surprise. We was rolling this thing forward. No, you heard us say on the sports desk, boy. <laughs> but y'all trash. Another loss for Miami. Yeah, I'm talking trash about y'all, even though Florida State losing to I don't care. Boys told me, boy, the ACC was a lock. That's what the boy, them boys told me that. But the fighting Mac Browns got damn black. Are the Kings done? Do you think they have a little bit of life? Do you think they can salvage yeah. anything? It ain't no life, my boy. I, I I looked at them standings over there, man. You you got Georgia Tech as the number two team in the conference. That's then, nasty. <laughs> and then North Carolina, my boy Drake May came to South Beach and said, "What's happening?" 
they said, what's happening? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? He's out for to go get some of this Sunshine State. I'm finna go down there and get me one. Yes, and he man, did. Man, look, man. And he did. You're right, guys. Tyler Van Dyke did play better, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Who cares how good you play, but you still took a L. 500 yards passing for nothing. We already know what y'all season was coming down to anyway. That hopeful Saturday probably going to be at 12 o'clock now when yeah, y'all play probably. Florida State. Probably. That's what y'all leaning your hats on and then y'all got to play spoiler for the other teams. Because mm-hmm. ain't no way Georgia Tech good enough to be ranked up over me. This is nuts. Georgia Tech sitting number two in the conference, my boy. I'm like, God <laughs> dang. <laughs> the only two wins came in the conference. They done got their brains blasted by everybody else they played. The Yellow Jackets, my boy. God, Lee. The Yellow Jackets, my hey, boy. Hey, man, we know it's a wrap for the ACC, so Yo. I guess it all comes down to the trophy for the Sunshine State, my boy, in these games. <laughs> you know, that's what it looked like it's going to come to for the Hurricanes yeah. because we're going to see them, like you say, the, uh, we're going to see them in the toilet bowl again, yeah. my boy. But yep. Sad, bro. We'll see what happened. Bad loss for the Hurricanes once again. Did they look a lot better from the game from Middle Tennessee State? They did, but... That's that's not enough. That's not. not enough. That's three straight. It's not. That's three straight losses. Got to find a way to get back in the win column. And don't get no better from y'all because you, you still got to play teams like Pitt. You still got to play a Georgia Tech. You still got to play those teams and find a way to win. And and if you're playing Pitt, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that running back who just rushed for mm-hmm. uh, God for sake. How many got? 400 and something mm-hmm. yards? Yeah. Um, Six touchdowns? Yeah, went berserk on them boys. I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with that boy. Y'all got to go up there, not a Pennsylvania now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be crazy, man, to see. But, yeah, definitely the bad loss for the Hurricanes on Saturday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Very bad loss. All right, Black, let's go down to Gainesville, man. The Florida Gators get them a win uh, after playing Episcopal High School last week. Winning 52-17. <laughs> to 17. They knocked off Missouri 24-17, to 17, escaping by the skin of their teeth. Black... What's your thoughts on where the Gators are now? They have a looming matchup coming up against LSU, who got absolutely mm. thrashed by the roaring Tennessee Vols. This is a this is a weird matchup with Florida and LSU. And why they keep getting night games? <laughs> oh, this one a night yeah, game. Yeah, Florida too? LSU playing at seven o'clock for what? I hope it's on the SC Network and on no other network. Because <laughs> LSU is by God, God offer, and Lord knows Florida is just tiptoeing the line. <laughs> Black Can the Gators turn the corner here They take care of Missouri They got LSU coming up And then they get a bye And then them dogs Come calling <laughs> Black what do you think about the Gators On this past Saturday By the way Anthony Richardson Needs to come back to school This man was absolutely disgusting 8 for 14 66 yards passing a tub and a pick With 45 yards rushing on the ground Billy Napier What I saw sat <laughs> Them boys told me Napier had that sauce. That's what the Gators look like hey, to you. They found a way to win, man. Yeah, they did. They was the only one to get they, one this weekend. <laughs> I understand how bad football look and everything that's going on with they Florida, won. but they found a way to win. They won. You know, they running the ball very well. Uh, Lil Etienne and mm-hmm. uh, the Johnson mm-hmm. kid, they running the ball very well. And uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, Richardson. With Richardson, but it's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy, but. I don't know, man. Um, this game with LSU is going is 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 going to be a crazy one. I see they got them favored by three, by three and a half. Yeah. The is the is the uh, opening up with it. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this game. If I'm LSU, I'm loading the box, and if Anthony Richardson is, is wants to 
make him make throws, make him make passes that he can make, make him throw the ball and see what happens. Yeah. You know, uh, they run the ball very well, so I think it's going to be tough on LSU because LSU is not very good defensively. We just seen Tennessee go up in that thing, man, and put a 40-piece on them boys, man. So, um, this is going to be a good game. I'm going to be watching this one as well because it's going to be interesting to see because both of these teams, they they lost to Missouri last year, was able to beat them Saturday, and they lost to LSU last year, and we'll see what the result is going to be in this one. But definitely going to keep a close eye on this one, D. Want to see how uh, Napier adjusts to the struggles he had dealing with Missouri going up against LSU uh, on Saturday. But you got to think, Brian Kelly going to have his boys ready for this game. You got to believe Napier going to have the boys ready again. I think it's going to be a battle of wheels in this one, D, uh, to see who uh, comes out, whoever make the most plays to win this game. Yeah, neither team going to be playing for anything. LSU ain't playing for nothing. Florida ain't playing for nothing. They just out there playing. They playing, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, even even with even with Kentucky taking the second loss now, Okay. Would you say they they somehow kind of still in the mix a little bit, or you believe Tennessee and Georgia still going to hold suit? Yes, to, to those top two spots. Yes, yes. I don't see a chance that Florida even be. You can even hear Pat at the door of them trying to get back into the SEC East race. Okay. I mean, am I wrong for that? Yeah. Did you do you see Tennessee? Yeah, but still, they still got they play Bama Saturday. You got Georgia who still has to play Tennessee and Florida. You know. But tiebreakers see and everything. little things happen. But tiebreakers coming to play, and they, Florida don't have none. Okay. They don't have any tiebreakers yet. Gotcha. Okay. I'm talking about against no one in the East. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't see it. Am I saying, will Florida be somebody just going to run over? The answer is no. They have athletes. They have talent. They will come to play. But I don't see a scenario at all that we get late in the year. We talking about, boy, can Florida sneak into the SEC championship? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I will come on the sports desk and I will uh I will uh, apologize so I start crying. <laughs> if the Gators get back into this thing, them boys are gusto dumpo. <laughs> so now they just playing for pride right now. Okay. Them and LSU because good God what's going on out there in Death Valley, boy. That thing ugly. Boy, that it? thing stink. <laughs> boy, them balls, boy, didn't they beat them at LSU? They blanket them boys then, though. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something, boy. Next Saturday, boy, at 3,000? Ooh-wee. boy, let me tell you something. Tennessee ain't Ooh-wee. no a boy. They show lane. <laughs> they show lane, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about that in a minute. All right, man. Let's get into some other scores before we get into the dog game. Week. All right. Oregon just absolutely destroys uh, Arizona 49 to 22. Alabama escapes the <laughs> unbelievable attempt from Texas A&M 24 to 20. But Alabama drops in the standings. The new number one is the Buckeyes from Ohio State. Mm. Georgia is two. And now Alabama is three. USC avoids a scare from Washington State 30 to 14. Clemson take care of business over. Boston College just need a four for the rest of their games. <laughs> I saw a stat line yesterday. Them boys averaging five points a game. How? Dang. Five man. points a game. Uh, Clemson, 31 to 3. Kentucky, man, a shocking loss at home to That's South Carolina. Loss, that is a terrible loss for them. They're. <laughs> They was looking like they could be a real player in this AC East, and it doesn't look like they're going to get the chance to do so. 24-14, South Carolina upsets Kentucky. Notre Dame seems like they're getting back on track, mm-hmm. knocking off BYU in Las Vegas, and Notre Dame don't ever wear them uniforms again. Dear God. 
Those things were absolutely nasty. Them boys had their Catholic church on their uniforms on the sides, bro. <laughs> them things was stink, boy. Now, BYU, them boys look clean. Now, I like their uniforms. Wake Forest, Sam Hartman out here just dicing them up again. Fortified the team over Army. Kansas State <laughs> narrowly escaping. My underdog, Iowa State Cyclones, 10-9. Washington loses to Arizona State. I want Arizona State man, to win the rest Washington of their game. Out here losing 45 to 30 Huskies, man, we were so high on y'all. Disgusting. What happened? Y'all went in there and beat Michigan State early and just been falling off since, That's man. that home cooking when you go on that road. That thing be different, man. It's college football. College hey. football. Ohio State takes care of Michigan State 49 to 20. Oklahoma State hangs on to beat uh, Texas Tech 41 to 31. Ole Miss looked like they was in a fight in the first half against Vanderbilt, but they pulled away 52 to 28. And the UCLA Bruins are coming. So the Pac 12 is an interesting situation. They knock off Utah 42 to 32. So one question, real quick, for yeah. you to continue. Yeah, yeah. Is it real? It is real. Is it real? I watched the majority of this game mm-hmm. on Saturday. The offense is explosive. Chip Kelly got the right pieces in play, and they are moving out there on this field. So you expect USC, UCLA game to be something for something? It should be. Okay. UCLA got a couple of hurdles ahead. Can't sleep on Washington State. Can't sleep on. I forgot who else they play. Uh, in the Pac-12 because they've already beat Washington. Mm-hmm. They beat Washington already. You still will put Oregon in this mix? Even oh, yeah, though they play Oregon. That's right. You still put Oregon in this mix? Yeah, they, they, only got one, they got one loss. Only lost to Georgia. They only got one loss. So okay. Oregon is back in the mix in the Pac-12. So the Pac-12 is heating up at the right time. The Trojans are the top of the class, but listen here. They got to go to UCLA this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't expect this, and then they got to go to Utah this year. So the Trojans got a little bit to worry about. UCLA get the big games at home, riding this thing on out. Georgia takes care of Auburn 42 to 10. Cincinnati 28 24 over South Florida. Michigan hangs on and knocks off Indiana 31 to 10. Mississippi State chugging along, knocking off Arkansas 40 to 17. Tennessee 40 to 13 over a bad LSU team. And man, the magic is over in Kansas, man. Dang. What a game it was. 38 to 31. TCU knocks off Kansas at home. Great game. College game day was in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. It was dope to see. Glad to see this Kansas team who's still in the mix for the Big 12. They're not. They're still at the top of the Big 12. They got something to play for, but a tough loss to TCU. All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into the doggy. Of the week. All right, let's get with our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, and see what he has for us this week. (laughs) I can't stand him, bro. Petey, I have kids listening. <laughs> D, black, sports desk. What's I didn't good? know that was coming, I swear. A.K.A. Tyrone <laughs> Copple, A.K.A. Gators Mine. Stupid, bro. Back that again was... with the picks of the week. Oh, man. And to keep the flow of the theme song going, first game, we got Clemson taking a trip to Tallahassee. I told you all these boys was going to go streaking. And not in a good way. Mm. And what's interesting about this, it's going to be the third loss to a team from the Carolinas. Got these boys in the mm. torture rack. <laughs> I'm going with Clemson. 
All right, Black. Shout out, say that. I, I don't listen to the clips just for this moment. I don't know mm-hmm. what he's going to say. I don't know what he's going to do. So I hear him for the first time live on the show as well. So, Black, Florida State Clemson, who you rolling with, man? I got Florida State in the nail biter, man. I'm always going to roll with my team. Florida State in the nail biter. I'm going to say uh, some type of defensive stand on defensive side of the ball. We get a stop and win this football game, D. I, I just got to go on a wishful limb, whim, bro. I just got to think the most positively I can think and hope that somehow, some way, Jordan Travis plays a game of his life. Somehow, some way, Burst plays a game of his life. Somehow, some way, Norvell calls the game of his life. In Tallahassee, somehow, some way, our fans are on top of the Tigers. And they somehow, some way, get him a win. I can't lie. Don't feel great about it. But I'm going to go with Florida State. And they razor close last second scoring game. I'm going to take Florida State. Second game, we got Oklahoma State taking a trip to TCU. I'm going with TCU in that one. The Cowboys going on out there to TCU. Gunday's always good for a good one, but this Cowboy team has been really good so far. Haven't been close to dropping something. Black, who wins? Do the Horn Frogs keep it rolling? Or do the Cowboys stake their claim in the Big 12? Oklahoma State looked really good Saturday. They did. They looked really good. TCU struggled a good a good beat with an upstart Kansas uh, team. Kansas team. Yeah. So you and that was a game on the road. This it this was. game is in TCU. I'm gonna take the Horn Frogs to bounce back in a big way against Oklahoma State. D. Hey, that's a great bet line right there. If you if you in the sports uh, sports books, man, if you gonna spend a, spend a little money, man, look at that TCU and the Oklahoma yeah. State game. That could be something where you could take the points or you could take the spread. I just like this Horn Frogs team. They are tough. Mm-hmm. They can run that football. They they I forget the wide receiver name, but he is fantastic. Number one for the Horn Frog. Gundy's good for one. I'm also taking the Horn Frogs to upset the Cowboys this Saturday. That's gonna be a that's gonna be that's something gonna be to a, see uh uh this coming Saturday. I'm also gonna take uh the Cowboys. All right, let's see what else we got from C. Third game, we got Penn State traveling to Michigan. I'm going with Michigan in that one. Fourth game. Penn State, top 10 matchup. You got the ninth rank, I believe, the ninth rank Nittany Lions against the number four ranked Wolverines. Black, this is a heavyweight bout in the Big Ten Conference. It's at the big house, though. Black, who wins this game? Man, um, this is going to be a good one. It is. Penn State's coming off a bye week, so they had time to prepare for this for the last two weeks. Michigan struggled a, a little bit last week against Indiana but was able to put it together in the third and the fourth quarter. And I mean, what in the second half in the big house, I'm pretty sure you said this. I'm pretty sure this is going to be what three, a night game. This is a noon kick. Oh, a noon kick. Oh, wow. Well, in the, in the big house, man, it don't matter what time it is. I'm going to take the Wolverines to win this by a field goal. D. <sighs> this Penn State defense is nasty. This is a nasty defense, and this would be the best defense that Michigan probably plays all year long until they get to the Buckeyes. And in retrospect, I think Penn State defense is better than Ohio State's defense right now. That linebacker core from Penn State, them boys nasty. Mm-hmm. But I'm going, I'm going to go with my gut, man. I just think Penn State is a mm. team that people are overlooking. Okay, I think Harbaugh and Wolverines have been riding this wave. 
and they do for a loss. I just think they do for a loss, and they and it's going to have to come at home. I'm going to take Penn State by a field goal. Okay. I think they All come right. into the big house. They make it muddy. They make it dirty. They make it close, and it's a gritty, and it's going to be a nasty win. I think James Franklin puts a feather in his cap this Saturday. I'm going to go with Penn State to knock off the Wolverines, okay. my boy. We got number three, Alabama, versus number six, Tennessee. God. Tennessee has lost to Alabama 15 years in a row. God. Do they make it 16? I don't think so. I'm taking Tennessee with the, I guess, okay. upset. Okay. Now, listen. This is another one that's on your ticket. The line for this is 13. Well, Alabama right now, let me see if it's, if it came down. Because this is a 3.30 kick. Because y'all know I'm all over this uh, sports book thing. What's the line for this Alabama game right now? The line for it. Okay, now the line is down. Seven and a half. Alabama is the favorite at Tennessee. Black, three versus six. This is a mega matchup in the SEC. Might be the premier game this season. Black, do the Vols and Josh Heupel keep it rolling against Saban? When we was previewing college football, D, we, me and you agreed on Tennessee having... This we did. type of year. We did. And we looked over their schedule and we seen places that we could see losses at. We did. And Alabama was one of the first stops that we seen. Mm-hmm. And um, man, like the things Tennessee is are, are doing right now, it's amazing. What they did to Florida, what they just did to LSU, Knoxville, man, that that hundred thousand up there, man, be rocking. Strong. Three thirty. Strong. It's man. Interested to see. If Bryce Young's going to play, or they're going to play with the upstart young uh, freshman quarterback they played with, who had to struggle Saturday night. But D, I'm agree with I'm agree with uh, what said. I'm gonna go knock, I'm gonna go Tennessee and Knoxville and Rocky Top to knock off Alabama. When Alabama loses, they tend to lose to a team who was firing on all cylinders mm-hmm. offensively. You got they're able to take the ball away on the defense side of the ball. Special team plays a pivotal key, and you got to have a play caller who got guts. Josh Heupel got guts. He gonna call plays. I'm gonna roll with the hype train on the balls. I like what I see. They stay narrowly knock off the tide. I'm talking about something bizarre and wacky that's gonna take place. Tennessee upsets. Alabama at home this weekend in a really close game. For the dog game of the week, another Big Ten matchup, two one-loss teams. We got Minnesota taking a trip to Illinois. I'm mm. going with Minnesota in that one. Okay, uh, can't Illinois. Can't wait to hear the show. Hope it's not on a somber note, seeing these boys ain't won <laughs> in a while. And uh, I'll holler. Go Gators. Yeah, shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, our guy holding it down with the dog games of the week. So, Black, the dog game of the week, Illinois, Minnesota, two one last teams out of the Big Ten. Black, what are we looking at here? Who comes away with the victory? Haven't really seen seen too much of these teams. Haven't seen too much. I know Minnesota got a big win. At Michigan State on the road a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, the fight in the line I didn't haven't seen much of them, but this game is up in Champaign, my boy. Champagne. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take Illinois to beat Minnesota on Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll with Illinois as well. I okay. think it's been a while since Illinois have uh, got an opportunity like this. This is a 3:30 kick 
on ESPN. So I'm going to go with Illinois as well um, to really see if they are turning the corner in the Big Ten. Every once in a while, you do get a team that kind of rises out of the ashes out of Big Ten. Last year was Purdue Mm -hmm. and Minnesota, Illinois. One of these teams are going to take the reins and try to get it going. So I'm going to take Illinois to knock off Minnesota. You got some, we got a lot of great games this weekend. I'm looking at the slate, man. Um, Can Oklahoma bounce back? They do get Kansas at home. That's a game to keep an eye on right there. All you betters out there, watch for the Kansas-Oklahoma game. Be on the lookout for that. Is Kansas done? Are they kind of fizzling out? Will Oklahoma kind of reassert themselves as being embarrassed with the Red River shootout? NC State and Syracuse. That's a big game on oh, NC what Network. 3-3 at Syracuse. That's a key game right there. 5-1 versus 5-0. and oh. uh, What else you got on the slate this week? Mississippi State and Kentucky. Kentucky got to have this game. 7-30 SEC Network. In Kentucky. In Kentucky. And another big one of the week in the Pac-12. USC at Utah. 8 o'clock on Fox. We are loaded this week yeah. in college football. Definitely so a loaded. massive, massive slate here uh, to take place. And, of course, the fourth-ranked Clemson Tigers, who jumped Michigan this week in the rankings, by the way. Clemson is now number four at Florida State, 7.30 on ABC. So a lot, a lot, a lot of great games. And, uh, you know, we look forward to watching them, and, uh, you know, we'll see what's going on. All right, man, so we're going to transition out of college football, and we're going to get into the National Football League. We're going to get our Jaguars correspondent on the phone, but let's go ahead and usher this thing in. All right, Black, we're going to swing it over. And, man, talk about letting the air out of a balloon yesterday with the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to go ahead and get our Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent, Rashad Robinson, Mr. Move Them Chains, on the line. Rashad. What's going on, man? (laughs) Why you sound so sad, bro? D Black, what's up, man? What's up? What's up? what's up, Rashad? Y'all? What's okay. up, Rashad? Well, Rashad, of course, okay. <laughs> of course, Rashad. Welcome back to the Sports Desk, man. Um, we're gonna jump right into this thing, man. And me and you kind of <laughs> text back a little bit uh, yesterday. Kind of responded to each other's tweets yesterday. But let's set the table for our listeners, Rashad. The Jacksonville Jaguars took an absolute nasty loss yesterday. To the Houston Texans, giving them their first win of the season, thirteen to six at home. Rashad, I'm going to open up the floor to you. Get it off your chest, man, and then we'll have some dialogue after you let us know how you're feeling on this not so good uh, Monday evening. <laughs> well, uh, I've been looking forward to this call all day, honestly, <laughs> uh, and I've been trying to figure out how I was going to address this. And the only thing I can do is tell you what God loves. And that's the truth. Uh, Blaine Lawrence is losing football games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good God. Trevor Gabbard. Oh, my God. Is losing football games for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I want to tell y'all this right now. I am doubling and tripling down on this. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a good football team. Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine, and we're going to win a division. 
but this kid has got to stop this shit. Mm. I am tired. I am beyond tired of going in that stadium and watching Doug Peterson draw up beautiful plays. Absolutely. You can see it better when you're actually in the stadium. The plays are, I'm telling y'all, there is somebody running wide open on every single play. I have got to get this kid to move his head. And I've got to get this kid to understand that somebody, if somebody's not wide open that you're throwing to, you're making the wrong decision. He's forcing throws. I don't know if he's trying to do the generational thing and say, I got the biggest <laughs> arm. I got all the talent and I'm going to show everybody. That's not what we need right now. Okay. What we need you to be is Gardner Minshew. That's what we need. We literally need you to be the check down king because I promise you, nobody will beat the Jaguars if you just check it down. Nobody. I promise you. People are running wide open being black. I'm tip. Okay. You got in the red zone, what, four, five times yesterday? Mm-hmm. His decision making in the red zone is just atrocious. We have 422 yards of offense and six points. Okay. How does that happen? How? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying that this team is fine. It's him. When he gets in the red zone, for some reason, he decides that he doesn't know how to play football anymore. Okay. It was second and one, y'all. It's second and one. Everybody uh-huh. wants to talk about Doug Peterson. He should have ran the ball. Let me tell you something. If I had a 14-year-old on second and one from the 10-yard line, I'm not even going to attempt to tell that 14-year-old, hey, make sure you don't throw a pick down here. If you can run, if we're calling a roll out to the right. If you can, uh, get the first down. If not, throw it away. I don't have to tell a 14-year-old that. I don't know what Trevor was doing on that play. I cannot tell. I can't fathom to tell you what okay. Trevor Lawrence was doing on that play. Okay. There was another play, same scenario. Uh, they get his shotgun. Instead of him just throwing the ball to James Robinson, I think they're on the five. If he throws the ball to James Robinson, James Robinson walks in the end zone. What does he do? Throw it out of the back of the end zone. I don't know what this kid is doing. I can't, I can't tell you what this kid is doing, but I'm going to double and triple down on this. The Jaguars are fine. What that 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 thing that happened yesterday? I, I if that happens again, I don't know what to say. But it shouldn't because the plays are there to be made. So I don't know what this kid is doing, but he's got to get it together because this is three for three now. This is three for three where Trevor Lawrence has had the ball in his hands with a chance to win the game, and he's threw up on himself. That's three for three. Okay, well. I, I I agree with Trevor not playing well yesterday, but this whole this whole thing that this is on Trevor, I think it is a laughable. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguar fan base, including yourself, Rashad, are not mm-hmm. keeping in mind that this is a losing culture. That it is going to take time for everyone to get on the same track. To be consistent in winning football, including Dougie P. I think Dougie P put Trevor Lawrence in situations yesterday that his ego called for certain plays that were unnecessary. And I get what you're saying. 
Lawrence is missing certain plays, but I also saw six or seven drops yesterday. I saw okay. that yesterday I, I, as well. I, I go, I, hold on, I hold on. One second, one second. Go ahead. I go ahead. also go ahead. saw undisciplined defensive players yesterday. I also saw that yesterday. There were opportunities for the Jaguars to get off the field multiple times, and they did not get off the field. Penalties, penalties, penalties yesterday. Am I giving Trevor Lawrence an escape route? No, I'm not. He did not play well. But for the community to solely say it's Trevor this again, he might not be this, he might not be that, I think it's laughable. I think it's laughable. This whole thing is going to take time to build a consistent, a consistent winner in Jacksonville. Should the Jaguars win the AFC South? They damn well better. But when you look at what's going on in Tennessee, when you look at how hard the Texans play them, when you look at how hard Indianapolis uh, is starting to come around, this thing is not going to be something that the Jaguars can just cash in. It's not. No. It's not. So I think we need to all pump your brakes, assess the entire situation, offense, defense, and special teams. And yes, Rashad, you are right. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to make certain plays to put Jacksonville in position to be a consistent winner and to compete for this AFC South champion uh, uh, division. And then obviously, of course, if they can do that, they'll go to the playoffs. They'll go to the playoffs. But I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And and I think the thing with me with with this uh, about this game, it sucks that you lost to Houston, but. What, well, Houston didn't beat us, what, nine times straight now or something like something that? Something crazy like nine that. Nine and yeah. it's, it's It's crazy how it's going. Uh, Davis Mills couldn't be no, been no worse and they found a way to win this game. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the little things. It's mm-hmm. the little things. Not being disciplined on the defensive side of the ball and then getting away from what works for you. Travis Etienne was having an amazing game. Why we got away from him? Why we got away from the run game? I agree. You gotta put you gotta put your this is where it comes comes on to Doug. You gotta put your team in situations where you don't have to rely on your quarterback throwing the football. If if Houston wasn't stopping the run and our running backs are playing well, not why not continue it? I agree. We have to realize Trevor think, Lawrence, I think, and I keep saying what? this to people who text me every day, bruh, y'all chill. Trevor Lawrence was playing in the NFL last year off of the strength of what he did at Clemson. That's a fact. He wasn't getting coached. He wasn't doing nothing. He was playing off raw talent last year. That's a fact. That's a fact. This guy is finally being coached up by three different coaches. That's a Dougie fact. Dougie P and two quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator. That's a fact. Yep. He's getting great coaching now. So you have to realize it's certain things that Dougie P wants him to do, and they have to get on the same page. This is... As bad as that loss hurt because I wanted to be Houston because it's been so long, I'm not shocked. This is a learning curve for us here. I agree, man. And don't get me I wrong. Agree. When we win it, I love it. I'm a Jaguar fan, too. It feels so good to me. But I also know it was going to be hiccups because, like D said, they have to learn how to win. Yes. Yes. It don't happen overnight. We beat the Colts all the time. It's no surprise here. That's That's fact. We went up to L.A. and ended the streak. That was lovely. That was fantastic. They still are figuring things out. Dougie P and Trevor Lawrence ain't been together for two plus, two or three years. This is the first year. They've been together for six months. 
This is the first year. And this kid is still, he's, his, his brain is finally working and trying to figure things out because Doug got his mind like what I need to do, how I need to, he's still figuring it out. Last year, you can go out there on raw talent and try to try to do make some things happen. That's what he was doing because he wasn't getting no coaching from Urban Meyer. We didn't <laughs> even have an offensive coordinator. Urban Meyer was calling all the damn plays. Nasty. Horrible. So oh. we have to chill. As bad as this loss is, we have to chill. And Rashad, I feel you. It it sucks. And I and you can see you talk about in the stadium, you can really see it on TV how uh certain players was and he overshooting and do it this and that. But I understand, man, it's still we have to learn. But when something working, you can't go away from it, Doug. It's yeah, it's football. Go with what you got got you there. Travis Etienne was top ten this week out of all the rushers in rushing yards. Yes. He and we been got top away five. from it. Should have been top five yeah. because everything we dialed up for him was working. Even James Robinson, he might have had no spectacular plays, but he was getting positive yards and moving up the field. So it's just a learning curve. We have to chill, Jacksonville. I mean, all Jacksonville fans, stop winning on your shoulder. We gotta chill. Relax. As bad as that will, you gotta relax. Rashad, I feel you though. What you're saying, Trevor. He really better. needs to start taking his time. He got he to gotta dial it back a little bit. He, he has to better. dial it back. He has to play better because he's the leader of this offensively. He's the leader, and you got to make timely throws, but also our receivers need to catch the damn ball. Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, y'all need to d- tighten the hell up. They dropping balls. They dropping balls. I feel. Oh, listen, listen, when I tell y'all I feel all that fellas, this is the thing about running the ball that, I, that I've just conceded. I, like, I, I want them to run the ball. I'm dealing with a coach that says every week you throw the score, you run the rim. This is his philosophy. I can't go against this man's philosophy. I can't do it. That's I his feel, philosophy. It is I what feel, it is. If I, I want him to be – he's my coach, so I, I can't even argue that point anymore. It's like I beating a dead horse. I feel you. But what I am saying is this. The two games where we literally blew teams out, mm-hmm. Trevor did nothing but say, "Okay, I'm just gonna do what you act, what you what you allow me to do. I'm not forcing anything." And when he does that, literally just plays average. I think that's why I said I think that it's in his head that he wants to prove to everybody that he's an elite quarterback. Hey, dude, I don't need you to do that. That's gonna come in time. The only thing that this your coaching staff is literally making it to where if you are average on a weekly basis, this team wins games. The defense was undisciplined at the end of the game. They were. But what I will tell you is this. They allowed six points through 45 minutes of the game. But 50 yeah, minutes of the right. game. You're right. You know but- what I'm saying? They, 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 the Texans didn't reach the 30 <laughs> until five minutes in the game. Yeah. No, 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 that's fact. But so, this what- is, so, so, this, so this is what, so this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that if Trevor stop, what Trevor wants to do is this man wants 40 yards on every play. I'm telling you. I feel you. He ref- it's some plays that he just refuses to take the check down. And what, he, what they got to get him to understand is you. if you get four yards of play, I promise you, you'll win the Super Bowl. I four yards you. of play gets you down the field. I so just you. take the four yards, Trevor. Please. That, that, and that's going to that's gonna, that's gonna come in the film room. Yeah. That's going to have to be that's, learned. That's going to come from Doug Peterson. That's going to come from the offensive coaches that are around Trevor. That's going to have to be coached up. And like Black said, and, and I know you agree with this, Rashad, 
this is essentially Trevor Lawrence's rookie year with coaching. It from is. What, from everything that we've been told and what has been reported, that locker room last year, it was Trevor. It was Trevor and some guy named Hackett. <laughs> I don't yeah, even right. know. The dude ain't even in the league no more. So I feel, what you said. I feel what you're saying, Rashad. I, I'm not disagreeing with nothing you said. But 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 I, I really think that we can't go to the Blaine Gabbert. And we Blaine can't go Black to Gabbert. We can't stop this, man. We, we I'm can't being go there, man. And I'm doing and I'm doing this for entertainment purposes. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. That's that's why I said this kid is going to be fine. I know. This is the other part that I I want. This other part I want these players to understand too. Uh This ain't this ain't about the first five games, especially with the fans. We've been looking at the same shit for fifteen years. We sick of looking at it. Yeah, that's fact. And and, and I feel you. that's the problem. I feel it's you. not Trevor and Doug. This is 15 years of looking at the same thing over and over and over again. It's I like, come you. on, man. It's an elite level of frustration. Yeah, but I like the fact what Doug said in his presser. Doug said, "Man, I gotta put I gotta put our quarterback in better situations. I can't get away from what's working from us." And he and he stood there and said, "I promise, Trevor will be better. He's going to get better." You know, it's 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 play calling sometimes, and like you said, you got to believe Doug is a head football coach who's won the Super Bowl. So I'm pretty sure he's a prideful man, and things that he want to run, he feel like they can work. But some this team ain't there yet. Trevor's not there yet. This really just his first year. I mean, like, come on, man, we just gotta we gotta roll with the punches here. We know I already knew coming into the year we gonna have ups and downs. We just didn't know when they were gonna happen. But this is part. This is part of the game in the NFL. Yeah. It happens, and I think the Jaguars would be okay. They just have to tighten up and play more disciplined, sound football. You got your number one overall pick here trying to lawn more the quarterback in the ground. All frustration. All that's frustration. All you know, and, 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 and that's when you got to be disciplined. He need to been. He should have yes. been pulled out the game. I see he ran right back in the game. No, go sit your behind down for a play or two. Because you don't do that. And you can't do that in December. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that in December with no. a division on the line. You can't do that. No. And, and that's where these hiccups no. are going to come from. Rashad, we're going to wrap you up here in a second, man. Um, But but there, where are you? I mean, who do the Jags play next week? Yeah, we got the Colts. Already? The Colts, yeah, Colts again in Indy. So play you go to Indianapolis. Again. So where go are you, Rashad? Indy. Where are you, Rashad, going out to Indianapolis? Jaguars are sitting at two and three. One game out of division. Still sitting around being able to take hold of this thing. Where are you at next week with the Jags? What do you expect to see? And do you expect a victory? Logically, do you expect to win next week against Indianapolis? I'm I'm not going to pick the Jaguars to win just because of the last two weeks. How, how they've literally like thrown away football games. Okay. It wouldn't surprise me what happens either way with this game. All right. I feel like the Jaguars are the better team. Uh, Indy has a lot of injuries. Their yes. defense, their offensive line is awful. Yep. So uh, APB on on Trayvon Walker. I didn't hear your name until you slammed the quarterback down and gave up the game uh, with six minutes left. I didn't hear your name, sir. That's a fact. Where are you? That's a fact. So why why you getting angry and throwing down quarterbacks and throwing the game? Um, I need you to make a play next week. That's a fact. That's what I need you to do. So I need you to convert that anger. Into 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 playing, um, uh, Josh Allen, where are you, sir? 
That's a fact. So next, so so next week, so next week, this defense should play better. Um, I feel like the defense has played decent enough to win games all year. I'm That's not fact. sitting up here saying that we should be five and zero. I'm not. This team isn't gonna be five and zero. But my my thing is. This winning culture, if we want to start it, it has to start now because these teams that we're playing in the AFC South, they're all down. All those teams are down, except for the Titans. They starting, they starting to figure it out. They starting the to ramp up. And, and, and Houston, yeah, the Colts in Houston, they're not good football teams. But you know so what they are. If you're not gonna do something now, but, they're gonna eventually start being good <laughs> football teams because they right. have a winning culture. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Shout out so Lovey Smith, point, man. You have to assert yourself. Yeah, shout out Lovey Smith. Yeah, man, love it, man. Listen, you know what Lovey said yesterday? He said, "Well, they weren't doing much on offense, so I just punted the ball. It, it just waited. That's just fact. Waited for the mistake. That's fact. But That's you fact. know how how frustrating that is. The side. this of man course. just said that he said, oh, they, they gonna make a mistake. Of course, huh? Of course. But you know what? But you know who that yeah. was? A, but you know who that was a shot at though? That was at Dougie P. Mm-hmm. That was at Dougie P. That's who that was at. That wasn't at Trevor or the Jaguars offense. That was at Dougie P. That was at Dougie P because you know what Dougie P will re- refuse to look at? Like Black said, he refused to win with what worked. When that game started yesterday, I said, oh, this going to be smooth. They're going to run the football. They're going to get what they need. They're going to get down the field. They're going to make sound play. And the next thing I know, I see Trevor rolling out on third and 13 and just launching it. <laughs> Bro, and I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? He wanted it all. He got a coach that wanted it all. And, and I'm glad and you said that. That's why he's a prideful man. Yeah. He's won a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, so he gonna He wanna show the league. Yeah, I should have never show, been going in the first place. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. But you know, we're gonna see. We're gonna see, Rashad. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Well, you know, I'm with you. I think the Jaguars still have a high percent chance on winning this division and representing the AFC South. Uh, in a playoff game in January, and um, you know we're gonna see we're gonna see how it goes, man. And, and Rashad, I, I love you, brother, because if I know if if I don't know nothing, I do know this. I'm gonna get that thing from the bottom of the bucket when it comes to you, man. <laughs> and, and, and I appreciate I appreciate you coming on here and just spilling it for how you see it. This is just one of my favorite segments of the show when we get a chance to talk to you, man. Because you, yes, I, I feel you are, you are a part of the heartbeat of the real Jacksonville Jaguar fans. That's why you have your own segment on this show during the season. Because we're not gonna get nothing fluffed up, man. We're gonna get that real, man. We're gonna get that real. Yeah. And um, no, I no, just no, no, hope no. that <laughs> I just hope things things that I just hope things really go up. And once we get to November and December. That we'll be having conversations about, wow, like the Jacksonville Jaguars have an opportunity to reach the Super Bowl this year because they're going to be a team that nobody in the AFC is going to want to play. Not Buffalo, not Kansas City, not Baltimore, whoever the hell it is. You ain't going to want to play these Jaguars. That's what I hope I'm ho- that we get I'm, to. I'm hoping that that's what happened. If I could say one more thing, yeah, 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 go ahead. I got to get this out. Okay. Um, Jacksonville has got to do something about this stadium. Bro, yeah. it was so hot in that stadium yeah. yesterday. It was unbelievably hot. And it was a nice day. Before I walked in the stadium, the wind was blowing. Yeah. I was like, hey, it's a nice day. Yeah. Dude, 
they got to do something about this. The crowd was flat. Yep. That's the other part, too. Like, I'm sure it's hard to play football in that stadium yep. as a player. The commentators when the crowd about is the literally game. flat. Mm-hmm. It's flat. There's nobody there. People are frustrated. But, bro, they got to do something about that stadium, I bro. Like, it was entirely too hot in that stadium yesterday, and I'm in shape. Bro, it was ridiculous in there last night, yeah. yesterday. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There's no juice in there. You know what I'm saying? They can't really get it going. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it. But, man, I, I just want them to play better because I really feel like we got a good team this year. I do. I Absolutely. feel like that's a good football team. So Absolutely. Well, Rashad, we'll see, we, we, we appreciate you, man, for, for making time for us and coming on each and every Monday, man, and, and we get a chance to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars performance. And, of course, we'll be doing this each and every week um, when the Jaguars play on Sunday. We'll be talking with Rashad on Monday, just getting that raw, in-depth breakdown of where he feel the Jaguars, uh, where they are, and where he believes they are headed, man. So, Rashad, we appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll be looking forward to talking to you next week after the Jags take on the Colts. All right, bro. All, All right, right take care, Rashad. All right, y'all. Yo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. So that was our Jacksonville Jaguars correspondent, Rashad Robinson, Mr. Move Them Chains. Y'all go holler at him on Twitter, man. He has some very passionate and insightful tweets about the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and just football in general. All right, Black, before we wrap this thing up, man, you know we got to talk about them boys real quick. You know what I mean? Now, I'm a major supporter of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is my city. This is where I'm from. But I was born into it. I roll around in it. I'm a Dallas Cowboy by nature and by heart. And main man, Black. But we went out there LA, boy. And we had I've got them Cowboys! Okay. Okay. No, Thank I just you. threw that to the yeah. camera screen. I just threw that to the camera. It, it called for it. Oh How about God. that Dak Prescott? How about that Zeke? How about that Amari? Now, even though Dak and Amari are no longer with us, I play that soundbite because of the energy. Black Super Duper Cooper. It's 5-0 and in the National Football League. But he was not the story yesterday. This defense is the best in the league. Mm. The Dallas Cowboys have the best defensive football in black. I'm going to say this, man. All right? We got the best defensive player in all of football on my team. And his name is Michael Parsons. Now, no disrespect to Aaron Donald or anybody out there who y'all deem defensively worthy. Jalen Ramsey. No disrespect, but black, I'm going to ask you, and you can just tell me if I'm tripping who else is wreaking havoc? More than 11 from heaven. I said, oh, 11 from <laughs> heaven. Black, who wreaking more havoc than 11? Man, he playing awesome, man. I say who wreaking more havoc. No, ain't no, it's it's no it's nobody out there that's wreaking havoc like him right now. Not that I've seen. It's been some good defensive players, but he's the one that jumps off your screen. Every time you, you see the Cowboys play, he's jumping off. So I gotta agree with you, man. He's doing his thing right now. Black, he ran off the field yesterday with an apparent groin injury at halftime. He didn't come back out to start, and they say, you know, we're going to use you on passing downs in the third, uh, on third down when it's passing situation. And Black, the man came out there and got two sacks in the strip sack. 
to close the door on the defending Super Bowl champions who are now two and three, courtesy of 11 from Heaven and them boys. I seen uh, Demarcus Lawrence out there wreaking havoc. My secondary, now, now Diggs will get burnt now. Oh, Diggs got uh, tore up yesterday. He'll now, get burnt now. now. He'll get burnt now. But what I say this here, boy, Diggs getting them tackles out there in that open field. You ain't get, if he lined up with oh, you, cool, going cool down. smoked them, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got him done up by cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Diggs out there making them tackles, man, in that open field. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. And let me tell you something right now, man. My boy, Micah Gallup. That boy look good coming he up. He opening that thing up. I'm happy. I'm happy. They, I'm, I'm happy they took, they took their time with him. And, and what it's doing is it's freeing up CD. Even though CD's still dropping balls, I don't know what we got to do to get CD to bring some of these balls in. That boy had about nine yards catching the ball, man, on Ramsey when defending him. He got locked up when Jalen was on him. <laughs> but Gallup was opening up the offense for the Cowboys. And on third and seven in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, super duper duper. Yeah. Play Cooper action Rush. pass out the backfield over the top to Michael Gallup. Two toes down. We'll holla at you, Los Angeles. Yeah. Cooper Rush for president, man. Absolutely. I'm voting <laughs> for him right now. Get Biden out of there and put Super Cooper <laughs> Duper. But I think Cowboy fans need to chill, bro. Dak Prescott is the quarterback of this team. Yeah, I'm and, with you. And, and, and will be. I'm so, with you. So all this talk about. Cooper Cup being a guy, yeah, he let needs that to be go. The guy. No, chill. no, y'all chill, need to chill, chill. chill, chill, chill because chill. believe it or believe it or not, I really believe the Cowboys would still be in the same situation as if Dak was the quarterback mm-hmm. because the defense is playing just that good. Yep, absolutely. You know, so absolutely. shout out to the Cowboys, man, on a huge win. Huge win. Big win next Sunday night. <laughs> Big one next Sunday night and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Mm, mm, mm. Now I hate the Eagles. That's the team I despise the most, but I love Jalen Hurts. I Amen. love Jalen. We're gonna see some gotta give in this one, D. I know I we gotta move Jaylen. on, but some gotta give. We're gonna talk about best it. offensive line. Best defense in, in football against the best, best defensive defense. line in football. It's going down next Sunday. Yeah, it's definitely Sunday is. night football. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Yeah. The five and OE Philadelphia Eagles against the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys. What you talking about? Ooh, boy, look at here. What you're talking about? Don't let Monday get here and we done did something to them boys the night before. I'm going to be ignorant to start this show. I'm going to be ignorant. All right, let's run down the league real quick. Jaguars, we already talked about losing 13 to 6. Cowboys winning 22 to 10. Uh, the Ravens squeaked by against the Bengals, man, 19 to 17. Man, I mean, the Bengals are still trying to find a niche, man. Mm-hmm. But they keep losing these close games. We'll see. We'll see what happens with them. They got a long road ahead. That AFC North is going to be up for grabs. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a tight race to see who wins that thing. The Eagles remain undefeated after a hell of a game against the Arizona Cardinals. 2017, the 49ers absolutely thrashed the Panthers. They thrashed them so bad that the Panthers fired Mike Rule this morning. They also got make Baker Mayfield out three to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. Boy, the Carolina Pan- Panthers going to have that thing looking bad over that, boy. Bryce Young, pack your bags. Look like you might be heading to Carolina, my oh, boy. Oh, Houston, shoot. Oh, Houston, North Carolina. Look like you might be heading. Look, I'm going to say Carolina because them <laughs> boys looking disarray for sure, for sure. The Seattle Seahawks, 32 to 39 loss to the Saints. Look, they had three different quarterbacks out there for the Saints yesterday. Three. Yeah. Taysom Hill had a touchdown on offense, defense, special teams, everything. God damn. Quarterback, all that, bro. What a hell of a game it was out there in New Orleans, 39-32 for the Saints. Man, the Buffalo Bills are back on track. Big one next week. Big one next week. Kansas City. <laughs> Massive. Come a call We're coming. Yeah, yeah. 38-3 <laughs> over the Steelers. The Jets, man, 3-2. and two. 
Riding the ship with the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, knocking off uh, the Miami Dolphins 4-17. Tennessee Titans get another win over the Commanders 21-7. The Falcons lose in a nasty way. I'm not saying this is what caused them to lose a game, but what is rough in the past these days? Mm. Tom Brady getting calls of all calls yesterday. Bucks win 21-15. Chargers hanging on in a close dogfight win with the Cleveland Browns 30-20 on the road. The Patriots, man, really shut down the top offense in the league, which was the Detroit Lions coming in. Blanket them boys 29-0. Vikings hold on 29-22 versus the Bears. And the Giants get a massive win against Big the win. Packers out there in London. Big win. Aaron Rodgers had a chance to win that game, but two back-to-back batted-down passes what is going on with the Packers? I understand they're still trying to get it rolling, but that's a tough loss. That's a tough loss. And one. that could come back to haunt them because that is an NFC loss. And I tell you this, the boy. The, uh, uh, their confidence is growing in New York, man. It is. The Giants' confidence is growing. They, Three like, and one. Who, who, who would have thought the NFC East would have been the division looking like this? Outside of Washington Reds. Outside State, of Washington. Man, all of the th- other three teams doing well. Yeah, undefeated doing Eagles, 4-1 well. Giants, and 4-1 and Cowboys. Mm-hmm. All right, big game next week. The winner of that game will be the division leader because the Cowboys hold the tiebreaker over the Giants. Hassan, what's up with you? Charles Evans, what's up with you? Y'all 4-1, but who beat you? You want me to tell you? 11 from heaven. That boy did you in. All right, man. That's going to wrap up this episode of the sports. This episode 196. We are closing in. Monday Night Football is getting ready to kick. Raiders and Chiefs, man. Black going to check out what's going on on Monday Night Football and Monday Night Raw to see if we can get a scene uh, from the Fiend Bray Wyatt this coming uh, this coming episode. All right, Black. Where can they find you? Where can they reach you, man? Man, y'all can hit me on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. You can find me at Deja Hicks Jr. Twitter, Instagram, and on uh, YouTube. Let's chop it up and let's talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, man. I'm open for a conversation, all right? So until next time, y'all be cool, be safe, take care of yourselves. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and tell a friend that it's another new sports show out there and they should check us out. Tell your barber, tell your tell your yard man, tell your pool guy, tell your teacher, uh, 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 tell your best friend, tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your cousin, tell anybody who is in the sports to check out that barbershop, backyard, barbecue style of a show. And that's called The Sports Day. Shout out to the NPN Network and reduce lunch. We'll highlight y'all next week. Listening to the sports dance. Hey, this reduce lunch sports, man. Come on. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.